Heen Bro Show. Hey, welcome to the Heen Bro Show episode number Paul Pierce. Woo! And Paul Pierce, nobody baby. else. He's the only 34 that I care about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that's I can't really I don't even want to try to think of others. Um but Why? yeah, that was uh Yeah, it's uh did you see his uh retirement? ceremony paul pierce's retirement yes. ceremony yeah i think i cried like three separate times <laughs> in case he's like what's we're, what do you want like why are you that was funny and i was like it's paul yeah. pierce <laughs> it's the and, truth, and kevin garnett with his hood and, and his hood and, and hondo actually and showed up and scowl and yeah. and then his boy it was pretty it was great uh he was getting emotional himself oh yeah for sure yeah but he only played one place his m- whole time much needed yeah through i mean he's got like stabbed and then i mean he was playing with like the leanest years and then him and tuan and they got it <laughs> together and wait and Twan was there too wasn't he yeah tuan was yeah, there they peeled not, him away from twin river not looking good they bloated yeah he looked like they pulled him out of a he, river after he, floating dead he, for three days <laughs> it was not good antoine floater <laughs> well, that's shit. Oh. Celtics are still going which is nice but um yeah what's left of them yeah well it's it should be interesting. Well, hey, they peeled off a couple wins. They uh, they lost last night, but with not a single point guard was playing. And only lost by like four or five. Yeah, still scored a hundred something points. And to go back to this, not that I I'm I'm done gambling, but because I didn't win, and I won a whole grand total of twenty four dollars with my brackets. Oh. I was totally wrong with my. If I think they both of them get it, nope. Villanova wins all. So I. Yeah, I won second place in the one tournament, and then I forgot that the other bracket that I was in with all my buddies, the one that Brian goes, is all or nothing. There's no second place. All the money just goes to the person. I like that very much so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I loved it when I won because I got it all, but then I was (laughs) like, hey, is there a second place? He's like, nope. Nope. Sorry. Okay. And I went to bed angry, and meanwhile, Casey won her bracket, so she won about $300, but then she has to... So collectively, the couple won three hundred and twenty-four dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they they're playing who Toronto tonight, so that should be fun. Um, but after just two horrible days of weather, I mean, Sean, would you really think that the it's the home opener for the Red Sox tomorrow? No, not the like way. I cleaned my car off earlier this week. I think. I know. It's like what the hell is the and, deal? And I was when I was driving down here uh, from Burlington, uh, I was thinking it's it's sort of because I was sitting in horrible traffic and traffic really doesn't like get me that upset anymore unless I didn't set myself up correctly. And or like if I'm already running late and then there's traffic. Yeah, sure. You you know, you get annoyed natural stresses. Yeah. But if you just like if I know when I'm going home on a Friday night and I got to get on the pike you know, I'm probably going to sit in traffic. So I don't get these people that get like all twisted out. And it's like, you know, it's going to be bad. And so what I'm saying is, you know, the traffic has broke me because I'm the reverse commuting. (laughs) And sort of what this whole week was, I think the weather has broken me too, because I'm sort of just like, yeah, it sucks. And sort of what sort of in the vein of traffic, like, you're going to get to your destination at some point. It's traffic's going to open up. Like spring's going to come. It's going to come. Yeah, it's taken a whole fucking while to get here. But it's, uh, I hate these people. Oh, why can't it just, I mean, it's April and it's not. It's like, dude, it snowed on April. Like it dumped on April Fool's Day like two years ago. You remember that? And then like it snowed again on like the middle of April. So it's just like, yeah, shit's going to happen. Global warming's a real thing. Like weather patterns are all fucked. I just, 
I was just sitting and I'm like, I see these people like in their cars and it's just, and people bitching about the rain at work. And it's like, yeah, well, that's what it is. Like, I'm just wondering are those people like, are they one-off drivers where it's just, they have to do something at a particular time that they don't normally do it. And like, Oh, this traffic, because you're right. If, that's if a you're good dealing point. with the same commute every day, you have to become jaded at one point. You're just like, of course I'm going to traffic. Cause that's my commute. Sometimes yeah. you just get, or most times you just get used to your commute, but they have to like the people who are like seriously pissed off. I think it's the most where they left like, Oh, you know, you know, I checked, yeah, I checked think. Google maps last night and it said it'd yeah. only take 23 minutes. Right. It's like, yeah, but it's also, you know, eight fifteen in the morning on a Tuesday. Well, that's the other thing know? it does. If that's your commute and you're always sitting in it, like find a different way to get to work, which I did. And it, it it works, and it's just you could totally tell the people who are also on the Waze app going because all of a sudden you like deke off the highway and you're going with like three or four Take other a random people left. through like random cul-de-sacs and shit <laughs> or, or random suburbias, and you're like that person's definitely on Waze. Yeah. And it's funny, I realized that too after uh, Patriots games because it's such a fucking you know you know whatever craziness getting out of there. There's these weird back roads all through Foxborough and. And and sometimes Waze will take you through all of that. And I followed. There was like a group of like four or five of our cars going That's through hilarious. all together. I'm like, we're all on the Waze app together. Yeah, but who's the guy that knew that just because he was like from Foxborough or like lived in Foxborough, so he knew that? And then Waze came out, and he's like, these motherfuckers know my route now. Well, you because Waze picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I'm going my own way here. Um, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, because you know Waze tracks you without even the app open. Yeah, well, we're they all getting, do. We're all we're all getting tracked. We got we got in we got into that Zuckerberg stuff. We did. Let's say, we definitely did. Yeah, you know what? Once makes me want to do is go down to Facebook and shoot it up. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're gonna YouTube. No, did you is see that... that one meme where it was shoot a video for YouTube? Awesome. Shoot YouTube for a video. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Like, so that's oh that god. came across the wire at like four o'clock yesterday. I'm like working. I'm like, huh? What? All of a sudden we're in breaking news, and I'm like, wait, what? And it's like possible. It was like police confirmed sh- uh, armed gunman at YouTube headquarters. I'm like, what? Gun woman. And then you're thinking, well, yeah, I, you know, who would have who would have thought? You'd think like, oh, maybe disgruntled employee is usually, you know, when it's like that's cool. what she was. No, well, sort of. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, you are, and you know, and she didn't get a raise or her, you know, her. Well, that's the whole check, point. She's check. not an employee. She's not making money from it anymore. Yeah, so that's what it was. Is I mean, obviously mentally ill. If you saw any of the, I mean, I just saw some of the screen caps of like her other videos, and you, her eyes just screamed mental illness. And then because she did all this shit on YouTube, and all of a sudden YouTube started demonetizing stuff because they want people to yeah, go to YouTube Red and, and yeah, all that. Yeah, and which is that's sort of the business. Like any of those vloggers and people like that couldn't have thought that they were going to rake it in like they were the past couple of years and have that persist and not like YouTube do something about or have to change up their their game plan. It's uh, but it's a shame. Did anyone? I don't. Even, was there any? Did anyone die? Did it? There was three him? or four people in critical, critical. I haven't. Tra- I see the headlines. I don't really dive too much into it because I don't like it's, getting into it's it. It's rough, and, you know, because it, it's just bad news anyway. And then the conspiracy theory starts coming out, and it's you know, it, it's yeah. See, when it came out, I like didn't even search it out because I'm like, now I used to do that, and all you get is hearsay and weird information. So I literally just waited until this morning to be like, okay, now some of the facts are going to come out. Now let me sort of read about that and i did and it's this this weird woman you know this mentally ill woman and but the would i gotta find some funny in this it was um 
uh, one of the news, pe- one of the, like the sources was this mom called, this older woman called, and she's like, well, I got a call from my son. He's 30 years old and works at YouTube, and he was outside getting his lunch or eating his lunch, and he's now hiding in a bush. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> don't worry, mom, I'm okay. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, obviously, but like it just seemed kind of funny because like, yeah, of course a nerd's going to call his mom, but it's another horrible fucking you know, just gun violence. It seemed it's literally never ending. It's also like we didn't even like. Oh yeah, of course. You know, after all this shit and it's with the marching and stuff. But what? Um, then I saw today. I don't know. Did you? Did you? You see this? Was there was a thwarting of a of a potential school shooting? Yeah. Hey, so Sean, if you're gonna go shoot up a school, don't fucking fit post on Instagram about it. Yeah, especially don't a, comment on a prominent a, fucking athlete, a, a starting wide receiver of the you know of uh, the Patriots, Julian Edelman. On was it the post that it was like him and Amendola or whatever? I have no idea. I think it was the post that he was basically like you know being like good luck, brother, and all this shit. Um, you know, it, hey man, longboard down there for me, bro. Um, and some <laughs> random account wrote, I'm going to shoot up my school tomorrow. And then someone, a bunch of people were, and then people were like, wow, oh, what, you know, and like, like looking back to it. And then somebody DM'd Julian was like, Hey, there's a guy, there's an account on your, in the comments on one of your posts saying that he's going to school, shoot up a school. I guess Edelman was somewhere else i don't know oh, he was but he called his assistant agent. yeah no his assistant, assistant yeah. and she got the brookline cops i think to come over and then they got a detective they took all the information got it back figured out the ip address and the email that it was registered to it was like somewhere i think it was like dearborn michigan or something like yes. that yeah 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 called up those cops they went over there instantly and got i think it was like a 14 year old boy i could sit in a juvie as we speak yeah he's gonna sit in a juvie he's charged with making terroristic threats which is like minimum two years uh Hopefully, I mean, oh, again, probably some mental illness. Hopefully, get some counseling. And I think Julian, and even if he was joking about it, what? That's not a jo- like. That's not a joke. And in this client, but in these day, this day and age, like, that's not like no no kid makes that joke anymore. You know what I mean? If unless you, unless I believe, unless you have some mental in illness a world going. where people are calling SWAT teams on each other, yeah. But like, also, like, you that, gotta that's... be. I I feel like kids would know that, like, if you did that, you're gonna get. Like any rational kid is like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that because of a the climate they're in, and like you know, but it's it's you know, hopefully the kid you know figures his shit out and doesn't start you know, obviously didn't do anything. You know, there wasn't another school shooting, thank God, because you know who knows if it actually would have happened, but it was thwarted nonetheless. I just think that was really cool that um, Edelman uh, was you know got on it like that, and you know and. You know, they're not, they don't take anything as a joke. Like, oh, I'm sure it is. No, let's get right to it and figure this fucking shit out because it is getting absolutely ridiculous. They want to take our guns, Sean. Yeah. And we're giving them plenty of reasons to do it. I, so the thing that gets kicked up and around when the debate, these debates are happening online and you have the guy, the Second Amendment people, some people all the way on the other side, like no guns at all. And this, it's like, okay. But the thing that always gets sort of goes back viral or I ended up seeing is the old Jim Jeffries bit about gun control where he sort of said the C word every other word. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's Australian and he sort of mentions the ego, you know, in Australia, there was a deadly massacre. The, you know, Australian government did a buyback program, got all the bunch of guns back and there's, you know, it's very hard to find a gun and there hasn't really been a massacre in Australia anymore. That's also Australia. It's not the U.S. 
But he goes, and he goes, I just don't understand these guys who are, no, I need my guns. It's just like, you can just say you like shooting them. That's a totally fine argument to have. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, instead of like getting all blustery and, and saying how it's a constitution, it's like, yeah, come on, man. You can also just say you really like shooting them like at the range or something or going hunting. Like, that's what, that's okay. And the thing people have to remember about the Second Amendment, it was made for muskets where you had to like put gunpowder in and put a pellet in and push stuff down and and, and, and it takes two minutes to shoot one shot, not 200 shots in one minute. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, people have to realize that, that that's why that rule was like that. You know, you and it's right to bear arms, but not, you know, semi-automatic. Like a lot of the issues in our society today, it's steeped in so much history and there's been, it's been around and for a while, a lot of things like this. It's also the systems that are surrounding them are so far reaching and so ingrained in a lot of other, uh, a lot of other, our culture that didn't make sense. It's most of the stuff. We it's say, so sure. it's nuanced. It's there. You change one thing. You don't know how it's going to affect the others. And there's, there's too many, too many links to so many other things that it's almost impossible. And I just, I don't know. I just think the, uh, the argument for like take them away, like no, not really. I mean, you sort of need them. The other argument is we need them to to fend off. What if the government comes at us? Oh, do you think your AR-15 is going to stop a fucking tank or like a drone if they if our government really wants to kill it? Like you ain't stopping them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like seriously. you don't have a, a cave to hide in in Afghanistan. You know, because that actually has been working pretty well for the last I don't know several millennia. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. It's uh, it's just a shame to see. It's but then you also have just people like yeah. I think it was great that there was a you know the marching and march for our lives very important, especially with the young kids getting involved. I think that's very important. But then the vitriol that that follows that, or and the people who are in it for the totally wrong reasons, you know, like calling some high school senior or junior who wants to be an activist, and you know whether it's the hog kid or the Emma Gonzalez girl, and then these grown ass adults are like mocking them and like you know taking them to task and and like defaming them it's just like what are you like what are you doing like you need like going for the weakest target it's so weird i, I don't weird. i don't like it. it's i mean i don't the only gun i own is a little co2 plinker thing that little crossman yeah a little little crossman that shoots uh little pellets and it's and you know it could barely c go through a fucking a thick beer can it might bounce <laughs> off of and god forbid i need to shoot something more than 50 yards away it ain't making it yeah but you don't have it for self-defense you have it for just let's just shoot some shit yeah, right? yeah yeah let's 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 have a competition into who you know a little shooting thing like, so, just, like i could see why maybe some people like in the woods when you're you know where you, you could just be walking out to your car and there could be a fucking bear right there mm -hmm. like i totally see okay yeah open carry go ahead that's mm -hmm. saving your own life but if you're in the middle of freaking, you know, Poughkeepsie, New York, you don't need a fucking, you know, you well, don't need something might, like that. But yeah, if you're in, like, <laughs> you're right, yeah, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, maybe you, you, you might. <laughs> I was thinking the most but random in, town. If, but if you're in Wyckoff, New Jersey, you don't. No. And it's, and that's again the nuance of it. And as much as I don't like Betsy DeVos, she, she did say the one thing about like it was like some she was using an Alaskan school as. An example, and she goes, "Well, yeah, that teacher might need a shotgun, you know, because, like you said, there might be a fucking bear. bear. Yeah, there I might be a bear you. or a fucking moose charging or something, and people want to then and then 
like you said before, you didn't see any of the video. You just read the headlines about it. But the YouTube thing, yeah. Then people read a, a, a headline that's manipulated by ma- mainstream media of Betsy DeVos thinks teachers should have guns, and you're like, no, 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 no. certain teachers <laughs> in that school in this particular instance, yeah. and it's like the nuance of that. It just gets so in, you know, so twisted and everything that I think for a lot of people, if you don't have a direct connection or or also the inundation of all this shit. It's just sort of easy to just like turn tune it out and just be like, I just don't, you don't, no one has enough energy to care about all these fucking things. Yeah, there's just too much content out there now. There's just too much shit coming and at us. And people have too much other shit going on in their lives anyway, you know? Yeah. And it's like, if you put all your energy onto, you know, making fun of someone on Twitter, you know, some high school kid on Twitter about it, it's like, well, all right, well, what are you doing in your life? You know, or, but it's like, all right, you have way too much free time. Yeah, very much so. Um, hey, what? Well, saving us here from this interesting conversation i think we have someone on the line from our giants expert or the and by expert i mean the most passionate giants fan that uh we know uh nick Tuso. welcome on hey nick. what's up buddy hey what's going on guys how are you thanks for having me good no well the thank you should actually be going to you i think because sean and i wouldn't be sitting here and and and, and as big as giants fans as we are if, if it wasn't for you and you're hard pushing and well i don't think we either would have gotten into the game of football that much eh, i feel like we would have at we, some point but not to the not to the degree in which we um well that, that guys, that's what happens when you know you're raised in a household by the best soccer coach in yeah, right. the country arguably so you know he, he'll never take credit for that but no we won't you know i mean you know that's what happens i mean I, I didn't have a choice you know that's all my that's all my dad knew that's all i knew growing up so i mean that that was it and then you know There's... i was just begging i was just begging your parents to let you play by seventh grade and then it happened and you caught fade routes over people and the rest is history the rest so. is history now. Right. And yeah, it, man that's it. it when being a giants fan i mean went through a couple lean years you know as we started but i think uh Probably wasn't paying. I probably wasn't paying attention that much, or like or in the nineties. You're talking was. about, so? yeah, and then early. Well, 2000s. you know, they, like Jerry Jones and the Cowboys ruined my childhood of the nineties. The American I mean, team, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we had, you know, obviously growing up. I mean, I remember being like a little kid at you know the ninety Super Bowl with the Bills, and like my dad just throwing me in the air when the the, the you know the kick went wide. I mean, we had a huge party at, at my house. Yeah, um, I remember. And I, I I remember that, but. I remember you know, being I mean, at your house for the Ravens Super Bowl too, where they got their yeah. their proverbial shit pushed in. But yeah, I mean but, that's yeah. an all time defense. But then uh, <laughs> things got brighter as we got old, and probably like the perfect time to like celebrate with shit like that. I mean those two uh, epic Super Bowls, and it's been that was always nice to be a Giants fan, and you had this uh, this success and these awesome players coming in, and it was it was great. And now um, not so great. Yeah, no, not not so. Well, you know, Ben Ben McAdoo in two years turns us into the fucking Cleveland Browns. So, you know, I I mean, you know, really, in retrospect, the biggest nosedive that the organization took was by kicking out a Hall of Fame coach for Jerry Reese and his, you know, his attitude on coaching. I mean, you know, he 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 took this guy Ben McAdoo, who, by the way has no job in the NFL or college. Yeah, right? All of his assistants got better jobs than he did. Now, I mean, like, granted, he's probably happy to sit at home and work on his rape van trying to sell kids candy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's going to sell it to him, too, huh? He's got the mustache for it. So, I don't know if we've talked to you about what are your feelings on 
A, the Shermer being the head coach, and then uh, also with that, you know, getting rid of Reese as well. And now we have the Gettleman guy who, you know, was around the organization for, what, a dozen years or so, went down to Carolina, and now he's back up here. Yeah, I mean, look, I I mean, I am absolutely thrilled with Dave Gettleman being our GM. I'm thrilled with him for a number of reasons. One, he's from the Boston area, grew up there. If you hear him talk, he's got, you know, uh, you know, wicked accent. Uh, but you know, he's just a no bullshit guy. And those are the the type of guys that I like to get things done. Yeah. Now he was with the bills in the nineties when they went on all their super bowl runs, he was with, uh, the Patriots when they won a super bowl in the early two thousands. And then he was with the giants for the seven and the 11 run. Um, you know, and, and those runs were built, you know, through the draft, a couple free agent signings, but again, his philosophy is building, um, the team through the lines of scrimmage. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really feel like that's where we are severely lacking on both sides of the uh, ball. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, under the construction of the team with Jerry, I mean, Jerry was talking about, you know, playing basketball and pads and how the game is evolving and everything else. And look, he's right. I mean, this, the, you could talk about the spread offense in college and how it changed things and arguably how, you know, I mean, this isn't arguably, it's a fact that, you know, base defense in the NFL is now unified like 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, I mean, everybody's playing in space. The rules have evolved so we get that. But for some reason, the teams that can stop the run and run the football mm-hmm. are in the championship games and making playoff pushes and pushing for Super Bowls every single year. The yeah. game, is, you know, football is still football. The game is still the game. And in my opinion, you need to control the line of scrimmage on, on both sides to win it. So I'm going to so, guess that you're I a mean, fan of the uh, Nate Solder signing then? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, right? You know, I mean, I, I think he's a good player. I liked him out of college. Um, you know, I know he's had some injury history, but, you know, look, he's played much, he's, he's much more competent of an offensive lineman that we've had at playing the left tackle position. Yeah. Hey. Um, and he was coached up years now. He was coached up by Dante Scarnecchia for you know. X yeah, I mean, you know, Dante is a great. You know, he's arguably the one of the you know the best O line coaches in the league. So you know, I mean, he and, he's a professional. He's a pro. He's going to come in and work hard. Yeah. You know what else I like about Nate? He's a better person. You know, and those are the people that we need in the locker room because you know everything that. It, his uh, his child has gone through. He said that he wants to get this money and he wants to use it to help other people and all that. And, you know, I mean, he's got the right outlook on life yeah. and he's got the right outlook, uh, you know, in the locker room as a leader. And I'm sure so, with his time with the Patriots, he knows how to be a professional. Um, so my question for you, Nicholas. <clears throat> yes, sir. Will Odell Beckham Jr. be a giant next season? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, that what, what was talking around the Patriots camp today is obviously they got rid of Brandon Cooks yesterday and got another first-round yeah. pick. And one of the biggest chess moves or, or one of the biggest trade things to have to be able to get someone like OBJ is two first-round picks. You know what I'm saying? They're saying that. But also the Patriots have, have not been you know conducive to having these deals where they're going to be looking to pay someone 18 to 20 million a year. I, but he is that special generational type receiver where maybe they, you know, they break their rule for that, or, or so. So, I don't think what, what do you think? Are think they with the? Is he going to be on the Giants next year? I, I think Odell is going to be a Giant next year, but I think uh, you know it, it's, it's hard because there's a part of me that like I just wish that some, like you know 
somebody would just slap him around and say, look, man, you have all the talent in the world. You can be one of the best of all time, but you just got to get your shit straight. Yeah. You know, you know, he's like, and I understand he's got a $30 million deal with up, you know, and now he's got all this money. He's young. He's a star. He's all that. To me, I mean, you know, look. Sometimes, you know, I'm 32, but sometimes I feel like stuff because, you know, I I feel like sometimes Instagram and Twitter and all this other stuff showing people what he's doing. was that he wasn't back on the sideline after he was injured. Yeah, that's you a, know, that's when, a tough look. Kurt, what was he doing? He was at every single game. Yeah, true. You know? That's fine. You can do your stuff. You can do all that. But it wasn't until Jerry got fired and Dave Gettleman took over and came in that week and said, Bobby Hart, oh, you you're, you're took yourself out? Okay, fine, you're cut. Yeah, okay? It wasn't until then that they knew there was a new sheriff in town that that uh, you know Odell showed up for the, the last week game against the Redskins. He was on the sideline for that. Yep. I don't think that's a coincidence. No, that's a really good um, point. I didn't even know about that. You know, I mean, now, another thing about it is if you look at the history of diva wide receivers in the league, um... They've never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Terrell Owens. He almost did by himself. Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, think think about every, like, Yeah, big I mean, Randy diva. Moss, but he wasn't so much a, a diva as is he Only was. towards the end. Well, he was just a weird it, dude that people, that, and he didn't like the press. But, yeah, look, I, that's was, a really good he point. Was straight, he was straight cash, homie, in, in cash Minnesota. Homie? You know, he did his thing there. I mean, Chris Carter, you can look back to the, the 80s and the 90s with Chris Carter. He was doing the same thing. Yeah. You know? And they just never won it because of their antics. Now, you know, you take you eliminate a guy like that, and you know the the, the only parallel that I can draw to that is a guy like Jeremy Shockey, who was not as dynamic, okay, certainly made plays, but was was a me guy, and you know the Giants shipped him out. Could you imagine um, Jeremy Shockey in this day and age of social media and like the being put out there all the time and being in the public eye as much as well, you know, you know I mean, and and I can't, but I can't. If you He'd really want to person. think about social media and, and superstars, think about what LT did yeah, right. in the eighties oh, and nineties. Imagine seeing a Snapchat of him, you know, blowing you know, blowing a line off the restaurant table somewhere in Upper Shadow River. Dude, he you know, come on, you would have had a you know, a video up of him, you know, sliding down his bar on Route seventeen doing, you know, drinking pictures of kamikazes. I mean, the guy was a psycho. He, sh- he showed up to game day with handcuffs on. Oh yeah, please. I mean, like his, his Twitter feed going every five minutes till five a.m. because he's all blown out and just tweeting. Right. Like, were you up all night, LT? So, so I mean, like, like out. those are all things that you can look at, yeah. right? But like, my theory with a guy like LT is like the same theory I have with Tiger Woods. Like, I hope Tiger goes back to hookers and cocaine because then he'll go back to winning everything again. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like LT was not the player he was because he. Was, went to church and was a choir boy. LT was a player he was because he's a complete animal. Yeah. And he still is. And we had that choir um, in, uh, in the you know, person, right? I mean, like, getting back to Odell to circle back to it, I can see the Giants keeping him and hoping that he matures, and I can see them getting rid of him. Yeah. Also... Uh, you know, and, and I see that there's, you know, there's uh, positives to both sides. Yeah. 
but I you know, you really, I just really hope that like Eli brings him in and says, Hey kid, look, this is what you're doing. This is where you are. And we would like, we love having you and we want you around. But like, if you're going to be a premier player, we need you to act like a premier player and not like an individual. Yeah. And, and if somebody can reach him and say that to him, then, then he can be one of the best, if not the best of all time. I mean, the best wide receiver of all time is Jerry Wright, hands down. Right. Oh. Ah. He, he used to, he used to catch the ball and just give it to, give it to the ref. Yeah. It was, yeah. I just think also if we if they kind of stick by him, he seems Odell seems like a guy that um, would sort of uh, like loves loyalty. I mean, you know, he's always boys. You know, he's he's super close with his best friends of like you know uh, the Jeremy Hill and and Landry and stuff like that. He seems like such a loyal guy that I feel like if the Giants stick with him, give him the money, and and like you said, someone's in his ear giving him the what's the the what for you know, but with truth <laughs> behind it. Um, you know, I think he'll, he'll be even more, uh, passionate, you know, more determined to, to succeed. It's just, it's just too much to like hear every day. Like, oh, the Rams got Brandon Cooks today, but like, what was the, you know, well, and then instantly, well, what about the Odell? And it's just like, ugh, wish I didn't have to hear that or like see, you know, and Schefter being like, the, the rumors are very real. Like, yeah, of course they are. Fuck. And we were saying this last week, like GMs call each other and, and like questions are asked and, you know. Prices are sort of set. The market is, you know, what I mean, feeling out the market. It's just, dude, hundred percent. It's just, look. I mean, this is all espionage right now. This is like the Cold War. Draft. That's what the draft days are. It's all, it's all spies and point counterpoint and you know everything else. You don't know what anybody's thinking about. Yeah. You know, nobody does. And and that's that's the intrigue and that's what's so fun about it because you know why does every every you know guy in you know that has internet access has a has a mock draft going. Because nobody knows, yeah. you know, um, and and the thing the, th- the thing that I love about that is that people right away have a you know a grade right after the draft. Well, you you don't know how these guys are going to pan out. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just don't. So yeah, Tom I mean, Brady was chosen in, 199th in the draft, and he's the greatest. Such an anomaly, please. though. No, I know, but it's still in the fucking example. Yeah, true, Nick. What do you think is going to be going on with the draft? Yeah, this year for the Giants. When you mentioned the draft. What, yeah, what do you, what are, what are your thoughts? Oh, man, what's your uh, mock you know draft what? looking like? <laughs> what's my mock job yeah i guess i gotta say, say it now um guard, you know sir. i mean obviously i think that our biggest needs are still up front um i do think that some you know at some point you need to go get two offensive linemen a tackle and then a guy who can play center and guard mm. uh and develop them but i think you can get them later on yeah, yeah. in the draft i think that it's more important uh with the number two pick um you know, if I'm the GM of the Giants and Sam Darnold falls to me, I think you got to take him. Okay. Um, I just I think he's the safest quarterback. I think he's the guy to to look at, and I think you can groom him behind Eli and and play him. Now, I don't think that the Giants will do that because I think that they you know they believe in Eli for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that they they're they're saying, hey, look, we can make a push here if we put more pieces around Eli. You got to remember, Especially he's protection. one year away from from a playoff run, okay, yeah. with a great defense and 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 a you know handicapped by a terrible offensive play caller and Ben McAdoo. Um, so, if they were to trade the number two pick and trade back, um, the perfect partner to me is the Buffalo Bills. You get two first rounders for the number two pick. You get a twelve, and you get the I believe it's the twenty third pick that they still have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, to me, that's perfect. 
that's you, a perfect scenario for them because then you've got all these different guys that are in the equation. You can go get an offensive player. You can go get a defensive player. You can do a bunch of different things from that position and get quality guys and a bunch of picks in the top 100 picks of the draft. Yeah, and I, um, I totally agree in that, like kind of trying to get more of that value. And it does kind of – but then you're – missing there's always that thing of like oh well you're the second pick you might lose out on like a generational talent like say sam Darnold does you know become you know uh you know an all pro uh or the guy that i'm sold on that i sort of want to hear your thoughts on is i i think if the browns don't draft saquon barkley i i think the giants would be crazy not to draft him where what do you what do you think about him and and you know what sean i don't disagree with you i think say you know look saquon is he's got great tape um from penn state he's got great uh stat he went up and lit up the uh um you know the combine he uh, you know tested like out of control and uh you know he's he's got a clean history i mean you know what i mean he's got you know and he's not he's not a troublemaker he's not all of those things you know the only thing that i'm worried about with him okay and you know this may be you know just my opinion but the value for me is not in one player. It's in building up more pieces for the Giants. I, and and to point. me, yeah, if, if I were that sense. guy, I would pick somebody later on. Because now if you look at the running back position in the NFL, they, you know, <laughs> it's like leasing or buying a car. It, you want to lease these yeah, running backs. Really good point. You know, <laughs> really because good point. Yeah. because they, you know, you're you don't have them. The value Smith drops anymore. as soon as you get it off the lot. You know, you're, you're gonna, gonna see what what Zeke does in a couple of years. Here, he's gonna peter out. Yeah. You know, you, you got a guy. You know, like Adrian Robinson only comes around, or excuse me, Adrian Peterson only comes around so many times. Yeah. You know, Saquon is not Barry Sanders. No. And there well, it also so doesn't help that Ezekiel Elliott's wasting energy and and muscle stuff on beating women either. That doesn't help. <laughs> well, hey, you know. Well, he's a cowboy. It, what are you gonna do? It, yeah, I mean, you know, but uh, but I mean, you know, as far as the running backs go, there's so many great running backs later on. Yeah, yeah. That you can take. That I'm just like, wow. I mean, the Rashad Penny kid from San Diego is great. Sony Michelle yeah. is great from Georgia. Nick Chubb is great from Georgia. The the kid from LSU. I mean, like, there are legitimate running backs here that you can go get. I mean, you you tell me you wouldn't want the Hunt kid from Kansas City on the Giants right now yeah, that right. they got in the third round. Unreal. What a steal. You know, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, and, and, I, and, and, that's, and that's my opinion. I mean, you know, you could talk about generational talents and all that, and I get that. But there are so many holes on it. I mean, look, I'm not kidding when I said we're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. We're picking number two for a reason. Yeah, We've got holes all over our roster. We're playing with guys that like, were pumping gas a couple weeks before the Giants signed them. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are so many different problems and so many different things that we need to, to address that I'm sitting here saying, okay, well, you know, if we can turn this into two picks and you get maybe you get an impact linebacker or safety on, you know, on defense or a corner, okay, and then you turn it around and you go get, uh, you know, an offensive lineman, um, somebody else that can really help us and secure the other side for Eli. I mean, all of a sudden, you look like you're, you're building a real offensive line. Yeah, that's a really you good know? point. I didn't even think about that. I, and you're sort of selling me on that. But uh, I mean, you know, I mean, like, I mean, and those are the two ways you got to think about it. You got to think about, it, okay, if the Giants think that they can really make a push with Eli, then they're going to sell this trade. 
They're going to talk up Saquon as much as they can. They're going to sell the trade to the highest bidder. And then they're going to try to build throughout there. And yeah. then that's how they're going to do it. If they don't, right, and they're thinking, well, we're not going to, you know, because the counterpoint to this argument is, well, the Giants are never going to be up number two again. Well, you know, we might. So, you know, the counterpoint is go, you know, if yeah, you're if up here and Sam Darnold's it, available, you love him, go get him. Because yeah. Yeah, I, be- I, I don't like Josh Rosen for a number of reasons. I, I don't believe one. that ba- uh, even though I personally love Baker Mayfield, I don't think that the Giants will take him. No, no. I like him, too. I uh, think he's going to Josh do well. Allen, I, I, you know, you, hey, he's, he's tall. one of those guys that you love him or, you know, but he scares the crap out of you. Yeah. He seems like a pretty level-headed guy. I've heard him on some interviews, but of course. But, you know, I mean, these are all things that you're thinking about. I mean, and everything that I'm hearing, which is all counter, like, espionage, like I'm saying, is uh, is that they love Sam Darnold, and he's the only guy that they like. Well, it should as get far very, very interesting, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So um, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know it's a tough question to ask before the, the draft, but what, what is your outlook for next season on, on record? Is it going to be as bad as it was this year, or, or just it, 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 we can't? We're, we're so on the bottom, the only way is to go up. So what do you, what do you feel about that? Um, you know, look, I mean, we, we have a very challenging schedule. Um, you know, uh, there there are so many questions as of this point. I mean, look, as a giant, as a fan, you want to be optimistic and you want to say, hey, man, we're two years removed from a playoff run. You know, I mean, and you just want to take this past year and you just want to, you know, crumple it up and burn it and forget about it completely. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I have to believe that we're going to improve. One, we have a professional football coach as our head coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pat Shermer is, you know, he's, he's not going to wow you with anything he does. Okay. He's not going to, not going to sit there and say, you know, wow, this guy, you know, I want to run through a wall for this guy. He, he's a player's coach from everything that I've read. He had one go around with the Browns and actually did some good things with them. Um, You know, he's had good runs as an assistant coach. But he talks about the right things, and I believe, and I think he believes in the right things about playing hard, you know, being a teammate, the type of guy he wants in the locker room. Yes. All these different things, I I think, are good. I mean, the defensive coordinator, uh, I I'm excited about the three four, but it kind of scares me at the same time, mm-hmm. being that he wants to play a lot of man coverage, a lot of zero and blitz. I mean. I'm fine with that with Jackrabbit, but Eli Apple scares the crap out of me. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we don't have DRC they, anymore, right? He could be the bad apple. You know, I hate to use that, but nah, you know, he I mean, sort like, of with, is right now. It seems like with, his with mom all the, is from everything that I right. read, that his mom's with, the bad apple. Well, you know, I mean, all, all the you know all the crap that went on over there last year. I mean, you know, they from everything I'm reading, they want to give him another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, that's more reason to trade out of the number two and get an impact corner as an insurance policy. Cause you can never have too many of those True, true and, true. and go, go, go get one and then get another offensive lineman later on and say, well, you know what guys now, you know, now we're building something yeah, we with alignment. hungry might players. To, might be able to nab that Notre Dame kid, the Notre Dame lineman. Oh God. I mean, look, if Quentin Nelson, if we could trade back with, uh, with maybe, you know, who, who's at five now, the, the Broncos, you know, if you trade back at five, and there's a couple different scenarios that can happen, but 
either Quentin is still there or Nick Chubb is still on the board or, you know, any of those things happen. I mean, you got to go get it. Are you describing yourself um, when you watch the Quentin kid play? Nick? <laughs> I, I would have liked to think that I was that, <laughs> you know, nasty, but that guy is uh, he, he's a house, man. I mean, he and, and he, he understands things and he plays hard. I mean, you know, he's a you know, he's a North Jersey kid who uh, where's he from? Yeah. Well, he played at Red Bank Catholic, you know. Uh, so I mean, he's he's central, you know, central north northern Jersey. Yeah, yeah, but right uh, yeah, right. you know, he uh, you know he talks about being a growing up a Giants fan and and being around that and loving watching that and all that. So I mean, I yeah. you know wherever the wherever the kid goes, you got to root for him. You know, I agree. That's great. Well, this interview brought to you by Hudson Bay Contractors. Uh, what, <laughs> what else is it brought to you by uh, uh, the uh, Ramapo Boys uh, JV Lacrosse Team? Uh, the freshman. freshman. Freshman, I'm sorry. Freshman. Um, yeah, we'll let you go. you got to go down and watch uh, the varsity team go play uh, the perennial powerhouse of Mountain Lakes. The town yeah, where, where the kids are born and they hand them a lacrosse stick. It's yeah, wild. That every yard, where, instead of a basketball hoop, has a lacrosse goal in it. It's, you know what? It's unbelievable. No, it's not. It's, you it's, drive they're, through there, they're there's crazy. just lacrosse goals everywhere. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, man, that was great talking to you. And we'll... Uh, we're going to obviously have you back on now that Pat figured out this calling thing. And, uh, it's awesome, man. So I love it. Thanks we'll, for We'll go maybe a draft recap, me. and then uh, obviously when uh, the Giants start on up, we'll, uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Well, yeah, this is, this is great. We should uh, definitely make this a weekly thing. Yeah, hopefully we can do it in person soon. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Now we're talking. Yeah. So, uh, hey, buddy, thank you so much for, for joining the Heenbro Show. And, yeah, thanks, uh, Nick. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. All right. See you. Right. No, that was cool. We actually had a little bit of a, a phone call. I was able to figure that out. And yeah. We actually had a phone call. There might and be that, some dead air or something like that because <laughs> your technical skills are growing. Yeah, because we're talking after the phone call now, so uh, you don't know. You know, i got to go back and edit this, but, you know, we'll see. Well, <laughs> we'll see. That was definitely a trial thing, but we well, just like a solid, s- like, 15, 20 minutes. Like right I said, we're, we're definitely going to have him back because, I mean, that passion is unmatched. And, I mean, he, he can just go. He knows his shit, too. I mean, when we talk about You football, could tell he wasn't as polished as he wants to be because he's in the middle of a season. Um, but he could still just go and go and go. And, and he's going to be a nice resource to oh, have. Oh, for sure. And then we'll also get other people to call in now that we can do that. Yes. I think that's great. So we'll have a variety of other guests. Um, so and, I didn't even think about, sorry, I just want to go, what he said about the, yeah, go ahead. Maybe trading the second back out and then getting another first, you know, two, like other first he said round. trade to the bills and get two first rounds. I didn't even think of that. Cause I don't think about those kinds chess of chess game, Shawnee boy. And we have a queen. Awesome piece. idea. We have a queen. Awesome piece. idea. <laughs> awesome idea. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really cause yeah, you're right. The values are, I, I don't know. It's, but what we still have. 20 day, 20, 21 days till the draft. Draft's on the 26th, I think. Yep. So it's just like, oh, we're just, like you said, we're going to be seeing the, the, the smoke screens, the spy games, all the, the rumor mill churning as if, you know, I mean, it's already in full force. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm a little, a little tired because I tried to stay up to watch the end of the Red Sox game. The Reds, I didn't realize the Red Sox game started at six last night. So I get home. I'm like dicking around or whatever, and then it's like seven o'clock. I'm like, all right, cool. Let oh, me throw on in. the uh, let me let me throw on the Red Sox game. I'm, I'm home alone. Yeah, literally third in. Uh, it was I'm like, what? Nice. What? 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 <laughs> what? You know, I wanted to see Chris Sale pitch the whole time, and he ended up coming out on the sixth. He um, also some crazy stat. He Chris Sale was like the first out of 
his like first six starts or something, or I don't even not six starts because he hasn't started six times, but like of earning less than one run, like one one earned run or less in like the last however many starts he has or to start the season or something like that. And like no one else has done that in Red Sox besides Super Sale. So that's that's cool. But like I said, I'm a little tired. So not only did it start at six, I'm then in bed. I finally like go to bed and it's like, you know, almost 11 o'clock and there's still an extra innings. I see Benny biceps or Benny with the good hair. He's now Benny with the good Benny hair. Benny with the good of, hair. And put a <laughs> He, um, you know, drove in that extra run and then what's his face? You know, they come back in cause they're in Miami. So they don't get last licks. My, the Marlins got a chance. They ended up tying it up with the home, with the game winner coming around third. Luckily it was the boar dude who, you know, is, is slower than fucking molasses. <laughs> and they roped one into, uh, Christian Vasquez, I think was catching and got him out by a mile. So, all right, let's go in. And then the 12th. And I was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm fading here. And then, 13th Mookie gets on with I think just a single they walk Benny to get to Hanley which I don't know why they intentionally walked Benny it's like yeah all right he had been playing well but like Hanley and then just a screamer up the uh for a double and wins the game that's the other thing is in the 11th there was one out when they score when and sure enough Hanley comes back up he ripped one like in the eleventh, could have been, could, probably could have scored Ben Attendee, but literally right at the pitcher's glove, and the pitcher just like had to just Duh, make sure he, cl- yeah, just yeah. squeeze. And I, I tweeted, I would love to hit a ball once in my life, just halfway as good as he just. I mean, he got the uh, sweet spot rip. I mean, you can't hit a baseball better. It's just right back at the pitcher who happened to just be like who in like the way his ro- you know his pitching rotation is, or like the way his form is he was like setting up and his glove was boom and it was like right there and you're like ah <laughs> but hanley's been playing great so i read in which i think is good motivation he also lost a bunch of you know he took off some weight so he's looking a little slimmer but he has to play he has to have a minimum of like something like 390 plate appearances or something like that for him to get hit some of his bonuses oh nice because a lot of his contract is bonus incentivized Ooh, i like that so but he also needs to, so it means he needs to be playing first more and you got mitch moreland who's playing you know who's waiting for his time but if hanley keeps batting the way he does i was of course not gonna take him out of the game so he's i mean talk about motivation to put to fucking hit wells to get your plate appearances up i think that's great that's the kind of um, those are the kind of problems you want. Not even that it's a problem, but it's like, oh, is Mitch Moreland gonna play? Like, who gives you shit? Hanley's playing great. I think it's awesome. I'm um, I'm excited for the season. I, I got to get more back into it. I I did not watch you know, that game yesterday. Yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, I think there's plenty of games. It's one of those where you can catch back up, no problem. Um, is there anything more passive aggressive when you get an email? And they start, not start it off, but it's, uh, first of all, they don't address it, like being like Sean Dash or Sean comma or hi. They just, just go, go right, right in. into it, but, 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 but go right into it and go, not sure what I'm supposed to be seeing here, Sean. And they write your name out in, the, is there anything <sighs> more, a little passive, like, oh, I got that today at work where I think it was, that might have been exact quote, like, not sure what I'm looking at here, Patrick. Patrick, is it? I'm like, I, pa- it, Patrick? Like, it's a Word document. It has all of the info that you need in it. Like, that's what you're looking at. Not sure what I'm looking at here, comma, Patrick. 
Like, uh, and you know what uh, I love? And of course, I replied, like, you know, whatever. With the, the attachment it, again? Because uh, yes. that's. <laughs> you want to play the passive aggressive tennis? Yeah. I'll volley it right back at you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, here you go. Uh, like, like. Dennis. Actually, everything's in that document, comma, Dennis. <laughs> like, you have to throw it back at them. Because, like, obviously, we're in a world where there's a lot of non face to face, it's a lot through. You know, texting, if you will, whether it's emailing or, you know, actual texting. And you can read into it. You can read it to your own way. Tone you know, is it, lost. Exactly. It, you know, Key and Peele have a great sketch about that. Mm. Uh, it, it, awesome. But is there anything more where, like, it's... Here's the it, document. A, A, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, tied it in. Yeah, there you go. Check for um, But, oh, that just got me, like... It, it, like, what else could be more passive aggressive than than that in an email of just like, and and then the best part is then when it gets filled out like finalized or he like actually does figure out what the info that he or she needs, then they reply like, "Thank you so much for working it out with me." Or something stupid where like oh, we gotta you're like, I know I was a dick earlier, so I gotta try to make up yeah. for it, or or I'll throw a thanks with an exclamation point at the end. Yeah, like, get your f- passive aggressive ass out of here. The other one is when they're asking you to like sort of do something that maybe isn't maybe it's like something extra it's like not in your purview or there's it's just something where they're like and thanks so much for like doing they like sort of preempt their thank you to you and you're like i haven't even done this yet and it's like it might not even be like you might hey, not even be, possible be able if to you could do this and this and this thanks so thanks, m- thanks so much for handling this yeah thank you like eh, first of all okay. <laughs> like okay yeah like huh but then and then the inverse is, I you're right in that a lot of tone is lost and that it's you do read in, but it's also shitty when, because you know I I've experienced the same thing and you're like ah, it's like you come off it like the other you just then like the other person you're just like come on like this fucking guy that's exactly what I said this fucking guy and but so anytime I have to sort of do that or. You know, there's a mistake that someone else needs to fix because, but it's also like alert, you know, I, could I go and fix it myself? Yeah, probably. But that's not my job. So I'm not going to do that. And also you need to know that there was a mistake. So we don't, you know, so you don't do it again. There's also like, uh, now I know that, you know, you can't be like, hey, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, hey, you fucked up, you know, <laughs> a, a Ron. Like, there's like. I've like had to write and rewrite emails of just like two lines, but it's like I don't want to come off like a dick, but I want to do the thing. Yeah, um, yes, mom can have uh, yes, Jack can have milk, mom yep. definitely. It's for growing boys, um, we got that. We should send her an email. Um, what? <laughs> yes, he can have yes. milk, <laughs> Marion. <laughs> yes, grandma. But then there's also a thing too when they put your name like great work, Sean. Like they get to say like great work, but like they want to put your name like so. There's that other angle of it as well. Yeah. But but more more times than not, if they're putting your name back in a reply, they're they're mad about something or they're you especially know, when it's out of nowhere. If it's like in in the midst of a chain or like something that you've been talking about, otherwise, like yeah, sure, brevity is fine. And it wasn't and like, like yeah, but when it comes out of nowhere and it's like it's like ugh, and it was one of these where like someone asshole. sent me something and then I was like, hey, could you know that thing that was sent to you? Can you forward it to this guy? I'm like, well, well, yeah, of course. And I forwarded it, and the guy, I'm not sure what I'm, like, I wasn't even sure what I'm looking at. I just forwarded you what, what I was told to forward you. It's not like I put this together and then presented it to you, and it was incomplete. Yeah. I was told that this is exactly the thing you need. So like that, that, oh, that was, that got me a little bit today. Definitely. That's hilarious. That is, that is funny. Um, 
wow, I'm trying to think of. I, I would say probably what was it 2000? Uh, ooh, could have been 2007 or maybe no, it was I think it was 2008 championship run. Paul Pierce, it was he twisted his ankle, gets carried off the the court, mm-hmm. like in a wheelchair almost, right? Wheelchair. Well, no, he got yeah wheelchaired out. Yeah, he got wheelchaired to the to the locker, and not like 10, 15 minutes later, comes jogging back in and. What? Do you know the conspiracy theory behind this? That moment? Fake. It's been written about. Ooh. Go ahead. That he shit his pants. He he pooped his drawers. So that <laughs> So he noticed that, faked an injury and was like, "No, no, 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 you need to you need to carry me out." So I'm not walking and shit's so coming not, out of my shorts. So that a it stays in my shorts and my ass is pointed downward. So you don't see a stain and the shit doesn't come out of my shorts. Okay, put me in the chair, wheel me back to the to the locker room. Let me take a let me take a quick half shower. Let me get oh new compression God. shorts on. You know, because apparently he, he was sick or something like that too. Like, or maybe he, like I don't. I think there was like stuff that like he had illness the day before or something. There's there's other times. The Ringer wrote a great. When your name about, is Paul Pierce and your ass is feeling fierce, diarrhea. <laughs> Diarrhea, and there's like there's like screenshots where it's like because he sort of like rolls over <laughs> with it, and it's like it could be a sweat stain where his asshole is, or it, it's just dark. And they're wearing the the whites, the home oh whites. Oh my god! So and he shit himself, and then oh, right as rain, baby, and right back, uh, I'm ready to go. Not only did I shit my pants, I'm now a he, I'm now a, a Boston hero for running back out on this oh court and playing. God. The rest of the game. You didn't know that's so yeah. What? There's a huge article about it. I'll send that to you. Oh it's, my god, that is great. It's so oh, it's amazing. That's so funny <laughs> you brought that up. That is great. Isn't that amazing? What a great conspiracy theory. And uh what a great episode. It was really, you know, a lot of giants talk, you know, which yeah. is which is always a good thing. Love in, that in our world. Um and uh, you know, guys, if you are listening, you know, throw some stuff out there for us. You know, we'd love it. We're gonna uh, I'm, I'm, I think we say this in the last like five episodes. We're going to try to get Facebook Live going again. Yeah, we've got to figure that great shit little, out. I, I have to. I, I just got to figure that out. I, Patrick's I very uh, – he wants the sound quality to be top-notch, and I I, um, I appreciate that from you. Uh, and, yeah, because it – and the sound's not great. It's kind of fucking it, – it's a big turnoff. What? When when the sound – especially into Facebook, if it's not good, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? People it's, turn it off. People yep. turn it off. Yep. Sound quality is very important. Very much so. And, uh, yeah, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Yep. So, and um, we'll, uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll have another one and more more, and more to talk about. Maybe maybe Odell Beckham is uh, traded by then. Maybe the Red Sox haven't lost. Maybe the, the Celtics uh, cease being an organization. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe Paul Pierce will shit his pants again. <laughs> you just you just never know. Maybe I'll shit my pants. Maybe you shit. Maybe. Players Tribune. My you know what, second You know what's inevitable, though? Jackie Nan will shit his pants. Uh, yeah, he probably already has he today. He probably just did. Yeah. And I probably well, he's drinking milk. So. Is that what I smell? I gotta go take care of that, I think. Yeah. All Let's right. go take care of it. We love you guys. Heen Bro Show.